How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're tuning into Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into it. Uh, today's podcast, I want to talk about uh, being selfless and how I want to make this a goal moving forward for me as my, I guess, I'm going to be 33 at the end of this month, June 30th to be exact. And I've been trying to tell myself that every single decade um, to put some kind of focus on that decade and make like a decade goal for myself. And so um, starting with my 20s, my teens, really, it was just more just growing up and and learning to be a kid and and getting that out of the way. And then my 20s was more learning to just become a better version of myself and finding a little bit more about my purpose or what I thought uh, my purpose was on this planet Um, and how I can refine my skill sets. And in my 30s, at first, I, I, I thought my 30s were going to be where I would take everything I've learned in my at my 20s and apply them strictly uh, at my 30s to like make a like start a business and get that off the ground and and take all my skill sets and just move forward with that. And so when I turned 30, that was my idea for a bit was to do something like that. And I realized something though when I was growing up, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family and I have no disregard for, or not disregard, it's not the word I'm looking for. I have no lack of appreciation for or for being an entrepreneur and what that means. Um, but as I've gotten older and as I've seen the effects of capitalism and money and 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 the, and the chase of of wealth, it really has left a bad taste in my mouth. I've maybe met in my entire life, and I, I've really tried to change this mindset to change this some way in some fashion i've tried to go out of my way every time i meet like really nice people um i really want to get to know a little bit more about just their perspective on on wealth and then when i meet wealthy people i like to just get to know them as as people in general and what led them to their wealth and out of the tons of people i've met that have accumulated a good amount of wealth as they describe their stories, it's I'm hard-pressed to say that about 20% of the people that have told their stories, no matter how great they make it sound, no matter how selfless they make their stories sound, there's just something about their frame of and 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 their demeanor and their their just the subtle cues that I, I've I've trained so long to pick up on people. To, to know whether someone's lying or if it gives me a better ability to learn if someone's lying. These things get triggered when I hear some of these people's stories. And, and for about 80% of them, I really feel like they're very disingenuous when they really reflect about what led them to, to their success. And I, I really feel that for a lot of people, uh, for 80% of the people that are wealthy, it's always for selfish reasons. And I mean, it makes sense, you know. If you're if you're trying to become rich, and uh, for whatever reasons your your wealth is for, most of the time it's it's because you are aspiring to acquire something that you just couldn't do with um, the financial capacity that you had prior to you know making this decision to be 
an entrepreneur or to chase money. Um, but I feel like in the pursuit of chasing this wealth, one of the things that kind of uh, that follows with wealth is is this false pretense of of power. You start to realize that, in, in especially in today's society, the impact that money has on people. Um, you start to realize just the things that you can that you can do with it, and then I feel like a lot of people start to push the median of of controversial choices that they would normally wouldn't make and they start to push that barrier a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more as as they become a little bit more wealthier because this wealth just just gives them the sense of 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 power and i've been there you know i've i've been in a position where i've had a lot of money and i and i when i think about my the periods of my life where i've had a lot of money i also feel like um i made really wrong decisions and made decisions where I just allowed like this idea of just having money and just using money to, to get through life um, really affected just my, it, it reinforced the idea that just wealth was just never for me. Uh, not to say that I want to live impoverished. I, I don't either. Um, you know, I, I've brought this up and probably a couple of podcasts in the past where my ideal financial situation is where I have just enough wealth where I can, do what I want to do with my family, make sure that my daughter has everything she needs for herself and, and um, enough wealth for me to be able to teach her the things I want to teach her in life. Um, but I've, I've never, I lost this passion a long time ago, probably like six years ago where I had this idea where I just wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to own like this type of house, like big house, this type of like couple cars that were super expensive. I just, I, I stopped caring about that stuff. And I think it, it, a big impact to that was when I was living in Colombia for a couple years, I went from having a very bachelor lifestyle in, in Florida prior to moving to Colombia and just spending willy nilly and just, you know, pretty much doing whatever I wanted to do. And when I moved to Colombia, it was a, not, a, it wasn't a culture shock, but it was a, it was a change in lifestyle. I went from driving everywhere I wanted to go to taking a bus <laughs> and being very patient on this bus system and like taking an hour and a half to, you know, trek to a destination. I normally, if you were driving a car, it would take you only 20 minutes. Um, not having the same kind of wealth and, but it, it was, it was in a, in a weird way. It was, it was peaceful. I, I felt like I had less stress because I just, when I had so much money, I felt like I, there was just a lot of things I needed to do with my money. I needed to invest it into this. I needed to buy this. I needed to live up to this kind of standard with this kind of money. I needed to um, keep up with the Jones perspective and, when I when I was living just a, a simple life in Colombia, it, it was just so different. I mean, for the first six months, I was going kind of crazy. I was taking all the money that I had saved up for this trip. And initially, the idea was that we were going to be traveling around uh, through South America. It was me, my little brother, my best friend Dylan, and my best female friend Shannon. And uh, we all made this decision 
you know, in Florida one day about six, seven months prior to actually doing all this, that we were going to sell everything that we had, quit our jobs and just backpack, you know, first through South America and then throughout the world. And then life events happened um, and people had to come back to the States. And I had an opportunity. I was the last person that was in Colombia still. And I had this decision to make where I could go back and, and restart my life in Florida or I could just try a new life in a different country and just give it a go. And I chose to do that. I have this, I have dual nationality um, in Colombia, so I could work out there if I wanted to. I could rent out there pretty much a Colombian citizen as well. And so I was like, you know what? Let me capitalize on this opportunity. I gave up not joining the military so I could have this passport so I could have this nationality. And for me not to use it would make me regret never. I mean, I still regret, but it would ultimately make me regret even more my choice of never serving um, as a nuclear engineer in the Navy. Uh, because if you didn't listen to that podcast, essentially, um, uh, because I was a Colombian citizen and I had just graduated high school, I scored really high on the ASVAP, the test for the military. I was able to pretty much do any career path I wanted to. And I wanted to do a nuclear engineer job because it was just good money, especially when you're 18 and you're hearing that you can make six figure income, um, you know, after six years of military service and you get a sign on re-sign on bonus of a hundred grand. If you signed up for another four years after your six years, um, it was like, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be on an aircraft carrier or a submarine. That's going to be so cool. And I chose not to do it because to get security clearance, which is required obviously to work on like a, a nuclear reactor. Um, I had to, I was told by my recruiter that I had to give up my Colombian citizenship. I had to go to Miami and renounce my, my Colombian heritage pretty much. And when I was a kid, I hated Colombia. I didn't care anything for it. And my mom never forced me, but she told me to just think, think about it a little bit more. And ultimately she would support whichever decision I made. And I was immature. I, um, and I, I I thought about it, and for whatever reason, I made the decision not to give up my my Colombian citizenship. And so it was a hard decision that I made, and I always I think it's one of my biggest regrets in life. Honestly, it's just never serving, especially when I have so many close friends that that made the sacrifice, and I have so much respect for them. And I I, I try every single time to just always let them know how much I appreciate just like their service that they did. I had friends that passed away as well. And so, um, you know, I have nothing but so much respect for people that, that made that sacrifice. But, um, so I had this looming in my mind and I was like, you know, if I go back to America and I don't take advantage of this now, I mean, why did I make that choice when I was a kid? I mean, obviously I was immature, but I mean, I needed to take advantage of this. A lot of people don't have this opportunity. So I told my friends, I was like, you know, you guys, I'm actually going to stay, you know, you guys are back in America, but I'm going to, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to stay in Colombia and give it a go. And I, I went from working, you know, 60 hours a week in America to literally not working ever. I eventually got a job being an English teacher and it was such a cool job. I was just helping, uh, not, not kids, but I was helping, um, executives like, 
really rich people in Colombia that needed help um, learning language or English because if, it's kind of like America. If you learn multiple languages, your access to opportunities are just so much better. Um, the same thing in Colombia. If you learn English, you're especially because you know I, the United States was uh, uh, investing a ton of money into Colombia. There was a lot of big business that was coming out there, and a lot of these clientele that I had were uh, trying to learn English so they can just you know close deals or or acquire new clientele that they normally wouldn't be able to acquire if they just knew Spanish. And so it was really cool. You know, I got to meet like really high up people in Colombia and Bogota where I was living. And it was a cool experience, like teaching people English when they didn't know a lick of, of, of English at all, or like they had a mediocre English, um, or even like, uh, uh, like average to like almost like fluent fluency. I had like different types of, of people that had different levels of English and it was just cool. Like teaching all these different people and, when I came back to America, I made the decision to come back to America. I told myself that uh, two things. One, I was going to minimize my stress. Like I, I realized when I was in Colombia, not that I was a stressed out person, but I just never had stress in Colombia. Like it was very rare that I was stressed out about anything. And I was like, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was great. It was, it was cool just having that kind of perspective and I was like, uh, if, if I go back to America, my, my two biggest things I'm going to focus on is I'm never working a 40-hour-a-week job ever again in my life, <laughs> never again. I'm going to figure out how to make uh, the same amount of money I made in the past, but like with just 20 hours or you know at most 30 hours a week of work. And then the second thing was that I was going to try year over year <clears throat> to um, reduce my stress levels that I had. And again, I'm, I don't consider myself a person that's ever stressed out. I pretty much, if you know me, I laugh at almost everything. That's all I do is laugh all the time. I mean, my, it's like one of my favorite things to do is just my laughter. Just, uh, I enjoy laughing because I feel like my, my laugh is very contagious and it makes other people around me laugh. So, um, and I just, I just enjoy that. And so, um, but, you know, we're all adults. We all have things that, that stress us out sometimes. And I, I wanted to make a, a promise to myself that in the moments that I was starting to get stressed about whatever it is, to just cool down, to reflect on on the world and, and the world's issues and try to just change that perspective. Well, anyways, we're in my 30s now. And uh, I, I'm telling myself, you know, like you've had such a great, great history, like, run at, at your twenties. I mean, honestly, you've done some things that most people will never do in their lives. And now take all that knowledge, all that, all those skills that you have and, and let's make a bajillion dollars. <laughs> and I just, I haven't done it yet. And it's because I just don't care to do it. And now that I have my daughter, uh, I've been kind of motivated again to, to generate wealth, but not in the sense that I'm aiming to be super rich. It's never my, my goal, but I do want to make money to a capacity where I'm able to just the way. So uh, like, just talk about being a parent for a second. Um, I, my, again, my family was an entrepreneurial family. They worked really hard to give me and my brothers, like everything that we had. And through that hard work though, uh, I will admit that 
growing up as a kid, we didn't really have so much. We had our, our family moments for sure. Every family does. But when you have two adults focused on, on working really hard to give, give to their kids, everything that they want to give to them, you know, you miss out on some, on some things and it's definitely reflective in, in, you know, my growing up for sure. And I will never, I will never, um, not appreciate all the hard work that my family did to try to give us what we want, like pretty much not what we wanted, but to give us what they thought that, you know, would help us grow up. And, um, but I, I kind of, when I reflect on it, it's not what I wanted. Like I, sometimes I look at some other people and I see just how tight knit their, their family is. And they just, they're always doing, um, they're just, they're always doing everything together. And, uh, there's this person, um, his name's Aaron. I met here in Las Vegas and he's, he's kind of the idea that I, I think every person should be like, he's, this really funny nerdy guy. He's he's cool. I love a man. From the moment I met him, we just we've always clicked really well. He's nerdy. He doesn't look like he is, but I mean he definitely is. He worked in the same industry as I did in the club scene, but he was more of, he was more of a veteran in it. And but one of the things I always appreciated about him was beyond the fact that you know he was this cool guy when he wanted to be, but a nerd at the same time was just how selfless he was. And how much he gave back to the community because he was a very, I guess his family, I didn't, I've never really talked to him about it. And it's something that I would love to, to evolve a little bit more with him on. But um, I just knowing from his background and just seeing his post on, on social media and things of that nature, I just know that his family is very religious and, and they, they go on, on these treks to Mexico, to Asia, and they help underprivileged people. Um, build up houses for them, help them teach them uh, English, just do things as, as charity to society and, and to people that just don't have the availability to pay for these kind of things. And he gives up his time to do this. And, and it's not just him that does it. It's, it's his whole family. And I look at that and I, I, that's the kind of model that I want to have for my family. I'm not based on religion because again, I'm not a religious person, but to be selfless, I think society is so focused on being so selfish. I just don't like it. It's like one of my reasons for sometimes just not enjoying Vegas or just enjoying some of the people I used to socialize with in the past because it's everything's so superficial for them. All Everything is always about, you know, where do I stand compared to, to X, Y, and Z friend or, you know, how much money do I have in the bank account or, um, you know, how much money did I generate the year before or the year before that? And how, how can I blow that money faster than any other person? And I just look at these people and it's like, they're fun to be around, but they're not the model that I want to have for my family. That's not like what I want with my daughter. And I made this commitment with my wife. I told her, you know, when we found out that we were going to have a kid, I told her, I was like, Never in ever, any point of our daughter growing up, you know, once she's 18, she's an adult, she can make whatever decisions she wants to make. And I'll never hold her back from that. Um, I'm never going to shelter my daughter because I know what the kind of impact I can have for people. But I told my wife that no matter what, you know, one of us, ideally both of us will always be there to see her grow up like every single second. 
We'll take her to all her 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 games. We'll take her to all the practices she wants. We'll be there for every first moments for her. Um, we're not going to miss any of those. And it's it's not going to be like grandparents are going to show these photos because we left our, our child with them. Definitely never going to have a babysitter as well. Um, no. I, I And the way I look at the, my approach to raising my daughter is the way I think a lot of parents need to look at, at how they raise their kids is that you really only get one shot at it. It's the way I told myself um, when I knew that I was going to be a dad. And I've been mentally preparing myself for a while for this. And I told myself, you know, once I, I find out that I'm going to have a kid, my life's going to change forever. And it's because I want it to. Because I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. You know, I've got a lot of the crazy stuff out of the way. And man, do I have a bajillion stories to tell about some of the stupid things I've done in my life in my 20s. Um, but no, I knew that I've always known that if I had a kid, like I want I want to have I I want to have that great family dynamic. I never want my daughter to look at me and be like, dad, like you missed this moment or ever be like, dad, like I, I never learned this about something. It's like, no way. There's, there's no excuse. A lot of people feel like their children need to learn certain things from either them, them making the mistakes or them learning it from school. And it's like, that's not the right way to, to raise your kid. And I know life's difficult. I know for a lot of people, they don't have the ability to uh, be there for their kids. But I'm going to make it my, my darnest to, to make sure that I'm always going to be there for my daughter. I'm always going to make sure that, you know, the choices I make from this point forward are, are going to be for selfless reasons. And I love it. The more, I, the more I do this and the more I, like, absorb this idea of being selfless, I, I just, I'm in, in love with it. I just, I want to do more and I want to give back more and I just feel like a better person, you know. I was going to a dark area for a bit, you know, in my late twenties and, and I needed to get out of that. And I did. And, um, man, some wild stories, but they just, they weren't me. They weren't who I was. And I I was trying really hard to be someone that I wasn't not like that's, that's not what I, I was doing things because I wanted to see what it was like, but it wasn't things that were congruent with my belief systems. And, uh, it was definitely reflective of those of those choices for sure. Uh, if you got to know me a little bit better, and um, I've always wanted to be like that really good friend for people. I've always I, I've always appreciated being that. Like when I was a kid, I, I mean, I always was able to like listen to people's problems and empathize with it and try to help them with their issues. And I've always tried to be a person that really tries to help people with issues when they reach out to me. And, um, I, I enjoy that, that selflessness, but now as I've gotten older, I've appreciated that I really should only focus that on people that, that reach out for help. There's a lot of people I, I really, I spent my, a lot of my time trying to help, trying really, really, really hard to help them. Like so much staying on top of them, staying on top of them, staying on top of them, just seeing how they're doing. And they never reciprocate the fact that you know, they have someone in their life that's trying really hard to help them, especially when they tell this person that, you know, they need help, but then they, they, their actions and their choices that they make really just don't show that they care about that help. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I really only want to help those that really want help. You know, there's 
so many people in this world that are struggling right now that wish that they could have someone there that could help them, guide them, give them a different perspective, make them laugh. And as I've gotten older, I, I see that like when I try to help people that don't want the help, it's like, why, why am I even doing this for you when there's so many more people out there that just would appreciate this help? And um, that's what I want to do now. Like I want to be, I want to aim towards this wealth to um, give to my daughter just the nourishment that she needs and just help her grow and develop and acquire the skills that she wants and learn everything that she can learn from both her mom and dad and, and us be there and be proud and, and motivate her that and telling her that she's not perfect. No child is perfect. She's perfect to us, but she's not perfect to the world and that it's all right to not be perfect. It's all right to fail and to, to make mistakes. It's completely fine to do those things. As long as you're not harming people with your mistakes, it's all right to, to, to drop the ball in, in life because you know, when you do that, you learn. And I've failed a lot in my life. I've done a lot of stupid things. And because of those things, I, I feel like I've become more of a of a, a better person in life. And when I look back at those mistakes, yeah, I, sometimes they can do what they normally do for a lot of people that reflect on on the dumb things they've done in life. It can it can put you down, but I don't look at it that way because I would not be the person I am now and have this way of, of looking at what I think is the most beautiful way of, of raising a child if it wasn't for all the stupid things I've done and, and, and the choices I've made. And so I've made this new commitment to myself that, you know, if I'm going to chase uh, money, it's only, it's not going to be at the expense of a lot of my time. I'm going to put, you know, whatever little time I can to, to make as much money as possible (laughs) definitely maximize my potential for every minute of time because I want literally all of my time to be with her. And she, every time I'm with her, every time I leave this, when I'm done with these podcasts and I go to my room and I see her, man, the smile that she gives me is just, it's the most beautiful thing ever. Um, And when she laughs with me and you could just tell like it just having that someone that cares for every like every single second of your time is just the most beautiful thing and i feel like the more selfless you are the more you get to see this in other people and and i want that man it's it's the best feeling in the world and so i told myself that you know if i'm going to work hard for things it's going to be to help people it's going to be to help motivate them to get things that are to to be a better version of themselves you know um trying really hard not to get emotional on this podcast because it's taken me to that point. I don't really care about crying, by the way. That's something, if you know, if you knew me as a person, man, I cry at the silliest. At any Anytime I see beautiful moments in humanity, man, they, they bring a tear every time. I don't care to share them or shed them. I do it a lot in front of my wife. She could tell you, like, I just, I get tearful about, like, the most beautiful things in life, but... um. Yeah, I think a lot more people need to aim towards that. This world is just, it's its its too selfish. It's too, you can see it. You could just tell. Like, the, And social media is not helping. Capitalism is not helping. This drive to make so much money, to have these big and, and flashy toys. And don't get me wrong, I love flashy toys, but you know, it's the chase for all of this stuff that you just don't need. And um, 
to impress just a small group of people that, you know, five years, 10 years, one year from now, they're just, you're never going to remember who they are. And it's just not for me, honestly. It's like, I want to, I want to surround myself with people that, that want to, to help people. And so if that's you and you're listening to this, please reach out to me. Uh, I would love some guidance. If you're already doing this in life, you know, when, as I, as my daughter gets older and, you know, we can start to do this as a family together, I would love to incorporate all of us into, into helping out, especially when COVID-19 disappears. Um, and so for now, my focus is just to, you know, start a little small, little retirement account for my daughter start to do these podcasts so she can, if something were to happen to me, she can, you know, know how much I love her and for the rest of the people out there know how much that I do care for her and that I love her and, and get to know me more. And for those that are friends of mine to, this gives them the opportunity to get to, get to know me a little bit better. Um, and, and just to work on projects where, you know, I can finally just take these skills that I have and hopefully give back to, to society. I don't care about money. I really don't. If I could have an idea and someone wants to work really hard and, and, and run with the idea, by all means, go for it. All I care in return is that you just give me 49% of the shares. You take 51 or 50, 50, you know, as long as, so you don't just like screw me over because there are some people that once they get this wealth, they'll do that. But in an ideal world where, you know, I have just the power to stop like, the pro like any kind of negative influence with wealth, but not so much that I care about the money that's generated. I mean, honestly, I would probably put a, a, a denim that, you know, half my money or my dividends I generate from business is just put into like a local donation or a charity fund. Honestly, there have been so many things that selfless acts I've seen that have helped me throughout my life. And, um, it, it, they're just great. And I just, I won't be like my parents. I'm not going to chase that entrepreneurial dream. Um, I, I don't want to sacrifice, you know, that time with my daughter for, for the, for the chase of, of a better future for her. That's not what she needs. I know it didn't, it didn't matter to me, <laughs> you know, as much as just having the more time with my family and, um, you know, growing up as a kid and, you know, being, being older now, it's just, it's made me reflect on that. But I mean, we all learn things from the way that our parents did things, obviously. Um, and again, my parents are great people. They're not, they're not bad in any way. I don't want it to sound like that. And, and their love of what they were trying to do, they felt that it was right, but you know, reflecting on it. And I've had this conversation with them before, especially with my mom that, um, I think what mattered to, to me and, and, and the kids more was just having more of that family time with each other. And we had it. It just, it wasn't all the time. Um, but it won't be the same with my daughter. And I just want her to grow up as someone that's super helpful, super loving, super popular. Uh, I want her, just her laughter to be as contagious as mine, you know, with having as big of a heart that her mom has and her mother's creativity with my my pursuit of just knowledge. I just want to make her a, a, a monster in society. I want her to just, but a, a great monster, like someone that just can bring so much light to people's, you know, to so many people's hearts. And her name is so reflective of that as well. And so, um, 
thank you guys for listening to me rant about this. I'm sorry that, it, you know, it, it was, it's a great podcast. It's, it, this is so beautiful, but maybe some of you guys didn't want to hear this. Um, if that's you, stop being so selfish. <laughs> start being more selfless. Start helping people. Reach out to people. You have, a lot of you listening to this have such great skill sets. Like, reach out to someone that you know is struggling and, and, and be like, hey, you know, uh, I see you're struggling with X, Y, and Z. Can I help you with this? Like, I'm pretty good with it. And in return, you know, who knows how that can develop in the future. But um, thank you guys for, for listening to today's or today's podcast. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. Peace.